0: Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. One of the tasks that I have as a pastor is to make sure that your financial IQ increases that you are smart with your resources. So we're gonna raise your financial IQ level. And in doing so, you will be equipped with the essential information needed to help or assist you when you make prudent, to make prudent or wise or sagacious choices before making any major purchases. One of the things that's going to happen after this pandemic is over and the church, we are believing God, the church is gonna open up again The society is opening up. The state of Florida is opening up. The church is going to open up, but we need to open up smartly. And we're going to do it wisely. First leaders, when we open up and then workers in ministry. And thirdly, the members of our church and the populace can come back again. Everybody else is going to still watch the live stream so we can get a routine down and we can do things differently and make sure even when we exit, we exit orderly. And we're going to allow our people to wear masks if you want to feel comfortable. what a church service. People are wearing masks. But we're going to do whatever we need to do so the people of God can become comfortable in the house of the Lord. I long to see you again. I miss you. I miss every single one of you. I miss the embraces and I miss the handshakes and I miss uh, the connectedness that we share. But we must go through this dark and narrow tunnel together. I believe if we do so, we'll preserve life. It will come out on the other side more than conquerors. So let's raise your financial IQ level. What is debt? Hopefully you're taking notes. I want you to take away some things here. Debt is money borrowed. By one party or person from another. It is money borrowed. It is not yours, you borrowed it. And if you borrowed it, you should what? You should pay it back. I know, I know we don't wanna pay it back, but if you borrowed it, you should pay it back. Uh, many corporations and individuals, and I want you to think about corporations and individuals under uh, normal circumstances will go into debt. They purchased that which they could not afford under normal circumstances. They purchase what they could not afford or what they don't have money in their pocket to afford. So many corporations do it. Individuals from all around the country use debt as a method of making purchases, necessary purchases, large purchases that you could not afford without going into debt. In a debt-based financial arrangement the debtor gets permission to borrow under the condition that it will be paid back later usually you have to pay back with interest and here is where the problem is people who have not had a character a digital character score that's above 600 or 650 usually uh, when borrowing money uh, the interest rate is far beyond what you should pay. And there's predator lending. That's why you can have, uh, many, uh, people in our society can borrow money to buy a car, go in the debt to buy a car, but they won't allow you to do it to start a business. And in buying that car, thank God that he blessed you with it. But you could be praying, paying 18% interest on the loan, which is predator lending. And if you have a weak credit score, here's financial IQ, you shouldn't make extra large purchases. Remember, debt is to borrow money that you don't have. It is not yours. Even the car is not ours. It has to be paid off before it's called yours. By the time it's paid off, you have to buy another one. And here we stay in that slavery cycle. This is plagued. Uh, people are being plagued right now. And if the church doesn't speak about it, it's not really spoken about in our home because we bought in America that bigger is better. And we need to go for the big one. We've got to go for the large stuff. But no one really talks about money. I never had a conversation about personal money until I was almost an adult. We want to change that in our ministries. We must make sure that kids are educated about money, and you can start doing this at five, four, five years old. You can start showing them when you give them an allowance that a portion of that needs to be saved, a portion needs to go to God, a portion of it needs to go into an investment. You can do that. You can just put it aside. You can have three accounts or three levels in one account for each child and show them what's necessary. Raise the financial IQ level. And so debt comes in many forms. I read to you out of the book of Deuteronomy where God says you will lend to many nations and thou shalt not borrow. Which simply means the heart of God is not for us to be bogged down with great debt. We should be on the end where we are able to lend money and not have to borrow it. That's the true heart of God. And so debt comes in many forms for an individual most people, and this is what we call safe debt. Uh, some of it is not safe if you don't know how to control it. Most people are in debt with credit cards. Most people are in debt with credit cards. Others with home mortgages, car loans, and personal lines of credit. Those are the four areas that most people in America are tied to. A credit card a home mortgage, a car loan, and personal lines of credit. In actuality, only one of them you can really write off on your taxes, and that is a home mortgage. And so if you are living in an apartment, you want to begin to move toward buying a house or some property. That's where you want to go. If you have to stay in an apartment for now, that's fine. But you shouldn't be having a Mercedes Benz sitting up in an apartment. First thing you want to do is get a home. Then you need a car. Car is number two. Of course, uh, you need a car to go to work, so you don't need a high-end car first. You just want a car to get you back and forth. Make sure you have a home mortgage. Move toward that end. Or you buy a piece of property that you're paying on. So you have a home mortgage, car loan. Here we go. A lot of people have credit card debt, and I'm going to be talking about that. Paying the the, there's there's a demon called minimum payments. It's a virus. I can't get no help. (laughs) But I got to teach it and then we need personal we have personal lines of credit which is really good really good for those of us that know how to control it. Now let's talk a little bit about corporations or if you have a business businesses and corporations have more options than individuals. And so if you can, it's good to have a corporation or a business. The three things that uh, tie as it relates to debt with corporations or businesses is trade payables. Look that up. Trade payables. Well, Bishop, I never heard about that. That's okay. I'm giving you I'm raising your financial IQ level. Trade payables. Number two, bonds. Businesses and corporations should know about bonds. And thirdly, commercial paper. Look it up. Google it. Commercial paper. Now, if you don't understand these things and you're running a business, you may not be dealing with your finances in the matter in which you should. There is a benefit to owning a corporation or having a business. Trade payables, bonds, commercial paper. What causes a man or woman to increase debt in a time like this? And ultimately enslave yourself, your future liberty with liabilities. You enslave your future liberty with liabilities. Let me deal with some of the viruses that we deal with today that causes us to increase debt And enslave our future liberties with personal liabilities. Number one, there's a virus called liabilities. And this virus wants you and I to be soothed, appeased, or pacified with debt. This virus wants you to be soothed with it. It's okay. To be appeased with it, or to even be pacified with spending out of control. So this this virus will push you to the ball, or push you to pay for things that you don't have money for, because you're feeling some kind of well, Because you're feeling a little uh, depressed. Depression needs the the antidote for depression, and spending is not <laughs> spending uh, is not the cure for depression. It only masked the depression for about two hours. Secondly, this virus, and I want you to get this, wants to keep us, to keep up appearances. In other words, this virus wants you to look like you're prosperous. But in actuality, financially, you're drowning, going down for the last time. And I'm speaking to the country because just in a month, uh, the corporations We're begging, standing first in line for the PPP when you're the ones making the billions. You're the ones that your CEOs are taking home 40 million a year and you can't handle three weeks. Three weeks. You can't shut down for three weeks when you're able to pay your CEO 40 million dollars in one year as a bonus and you're standing first in line, I need my money, I gotta still float. Then what do you think about the common man? There's a virus called death. And this virus wants us to keep up appearances. The airplane that you own is an appearance. The car that you own is an appearance. The diamonds that you wear are an appearance. None of those things can squeeze through the, the dark and narrow tunnel called death. These things that we wear cannot go through that dark and narrow tunnel. The Bible says naked you came into the world and naked you will return. The virus also get this. This virus called liability or debt loves money spent. Not resources saved. It loves when you spend. When you spend it. When you get rid of it. But it, it, it makes you feel some kind of way when you save your resources. Because savings require discipline. Thank you, Lord. And that's a part of discipleship and being a good steward. Read the book of Proverbs. You'll see how God, the wisdom of God, uh, accommodates a creature called the ant. And says the ant doesn't have a captain, doesn't have a leader, but it puts and stores away things during plenteous times that when it gets lean, it'll have something to draw on. This virus called debt or liability not only loves to spend money, but it puts desire, it crowns desire above wisdom and the fruit of the spirit of God. This virus will crown as king debt or desire like I want to do this and I want to do that and because I have a drive to do it. It'll crown that and put wisdom and the fruit of the spirit, which is temperance and and long sufferance and patience. Put that to the curb. You don't worry about that right now. Just go with your desires. This debt is few- fooling and causing a lot of God's people and those that are not in the kingdom to cough a lot financially and to have to stay in bed financially and have to go to ICU financially and have to be put on life support. Eventually, because it chokes out our lifelines. Number five, this virus called debt or liability does not like sacrifice. You start sacrificing, it gets weak. Sacrificing is an, is an antidote to it. It'll put it off. It's like building your financial immune system when you sacrifice. It doesn't like sacrifice or delayed gratification. It wants to be gratified immediately. This virus is like a, a, a canker worm in the gut. It just keeps eating and eating and you always feel hungry and never full. Right after eating a steak. I can't get no help out there. This virus is addicted. Watch this to material things. It's addicted to stuff. This virus will begin to hoard. Buying things that you never lose, never use and never lose means you never give it up. You can do a garage sale and have about a thousand dollars in your pocket maybe three this virus is addicted to material things Madonna used to sing a song years ago well she sung a song years ago living in a material world because I am a material girl this virus loves material things oh baby I got this I got that Gucci I got that Gucci I got that Gucci I got that coach I got that Michael Kors. What's that? What's that pocketbook that you had me? Louis Vuitton. I like Louis Vuitton. Well, purse does what a purse does. It can't speak to you. After you use it, you put it in the top of your closet until the next time. Maybe a year later. It likes material things. Boots. Michael Kors Boots. Kenneth Cole shoes. It likes too many luggage, material things. You got to keep that virus down. Actually, it doesn't just like it, it's addicted to material things. You pull the material things away, you get depressed. Pull material things away, don't know what to say. Pull material things away, feel like you're locked up. Pull material things away, don't don't go into more debt, you feel like everybody's against you. This is not godly. It's addicted, just like a person being addicted to a drug, and we look at the drug users and say, they need to get their head together, but you can be addicted to liabilities. When we should be addicted to the kingdom. I'm talking about just like they, just like they fiend. I'm fiending. I'm fiending. Uh, there's a group called Jodice years ago put us I'm fiending for you. I'm fiending. That means I can't hardly stand it. I just think about you all the time. I feel that longing for you. I feel that longing. I got to send you a text, got to reach out to you. I'm fiending for you, right? But you need to understand there are people fiending for material thing. God wants you to fiend for the kingdom. Principles of the kingdom. Fiend. For righteousness Fiend for the things of God Long for it Dream about it I can't get no help This virus is addicted I'm addicted to it I hear calling my name That dress and dealers Those shoes I got to get back My God well, God says, send, send him $100. Ah, what? What? Again? Again? They want money again? You just spent 300 that you should not have. They sent you 1200 You could have given God about $120. Ah, God, God, it's too much. But you go to dealers and spend 300 material thing. Feel good for about three hours. Well, I'm going to preach anyway. This virus called debt or liability, it screams, it feels threatened when financial practices, it, it thrives when financial practices are concealed. Listen to what I'm saying. It thrives this virus wants you to conceal your financial practices you have no accountability partners in other words no one can look over your shoulder and see how you're spending you count your money this way spend that way but you don't reveal it to your spouse or to an accountability partner it loves to operate under the veneer of darkness i got my own accounts well let's check out your account what because wherever the treasury is, that's where the heart is. So we can look at how you spend and see where your heart is. I thought you say you love me. I noticed that you got an extra 30000 But what have you been spending it on? Because whatever you were spending it on is what you love. So who do you love? Who do you love? Let me say it again. Who do you love? Who do you love? Well, whatever you're spending your money on is what you love. I can't get no help out there. It's a virus. It's a virus. It needs to be killed. COVID-19 is going away one day. They even coming up with an antidote. But this virus has been in your pocketbook for about 25 years when we gonna kill it this virus called debt or liability causes a deficiency in managing money can't handle the management of money you must get control by managing your resources it's called stewardship it's called stewardship a good steward has defeated the virus called debt or liability or you're on your way Write it down. This virus draws strength from multiple maxed out credit cards. That's where it gets its strength from. You got 15 different max 15 different credit cards. They're all maxed out when you run it. They say insufficient funds. It loves multiple credit cards. I used to think that was a mark in America to have an American Express. Well, American Express don't play with folk. Um, Bank of America, Citibank. You can name a few of them. And then you got Dillards and you have JCPenney's and you have belts. And you got Best Buy. Do I need to keep naming them off? You got to pay less. <laughs> Macy's. We can keep on naming them off. And all of them are maxed out. Please get yourself together. This virus has caused us a deficiency in managing money. When the classes about managing money show up, nobody shows up. Just like prayer meeting, nobody shows up. Only when we're going to prosper. That's when we show up. But if you want to prosper, kill this virus, you'll automatically see your financial foliage growing greener. That's right. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, ooh. I can't wait till the people of God come. I need some amens every once in a while. I just, I can't wait. <laughs> well, God is fixing me to preach without amen. This virus also draws strength from multiple maxed out credit cards. And here's the last one. This virus preys on ignorance concerning how currency works and the purpose of money. It thrives on those who are ignorant. It preys on ignorance concerning how money works and the purpose of money. Money is basically an exchange for good or services. It's a means of exchange for goods or service. It should not make you feel powerful or make you feel better, especially if you're in max, you've maxed out the credit card. It's just the means of exchange. Material things don't really make you happy, not in the long run. Have you noticed those who make it big, what we call in America big, and they move out to California, to Hollywood, usually get a divorce in three years. Like 75% because the money doesn't make you happy. People go into great debt. What does the Bible say about debt? Let me give you a few scriptures so you can get this virus. I need to give you some antidote, some RX, glory to God, spiritual RX, so you can really, really look at your debt. The Bible says in Romans 13, verse 7 through 9, give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, what should you do? Now, there's a group of people saying we shouldn't pay taxes. The government is off and this and that. What well, the scripture is clear. To everyone. The Bible says, give everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, then you should pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, you are supposed to respect. If honor is required, then honor. And you don't know if you have the gift of honor until you have uh, uh, the capability of showing dishonor and you choose honor versus dishonor. You don't know if you're respectful until you have a means or you can be disrespectful, especially when someone disagrees with you. You can be disrespectful or respectful. You know that you're respectful when you're challenged with respect and you still hold on to it and you grip it. I like verse eight. Let no debt remain outstanding. If you have debt, you're supposed to pay it except. The continuing debt to love one another. You're supposed to be in debt there. Your debt shouldn't have insufficient funds as it relates to loving each other. But yet, when someone offends us, we're quick to say, I'm done. But if you read the text, it says you need to have debt, accept the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law supposed to have a whole lot of debt in other words if god forgave you of many sins you should have long long pockets as it relates to love here's another passage out of psalm 37 this is going to help you when you say what am i supposed to do with this debt read this and the next time you go to the counter to pay for something that you don't need you'll say you know what i don't need that or you'll walk away from it for about 20 minutes then go back to it and see if you still have that strong desire Psalm 37 in verse 21, the wicked borrow, this is tough, the wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. The wicked will say, you know what, I'm going through a bad time. Can you let me borrow about about a grand? I'll give it to you next month. Next month turns into seven years. That's wickedness. If you owe someone money, you're supposed to. I know you think about it, but you push it back (laughs) or you stop going around them as much. If you're guilty of that, repent and don't just say, God, I'm sorry. Pay them, pay them back. They need it right now. They need it right now. They need you with that stimulus money to pay the debt. It's hard to preach to people that got debt. Ecclesiastes 5 and 4 again. When you, I'm sorry, uh, Psalm uh, 37 and 21. The wicked borrow and do not repay. But the righteous give generously. In other words, it's the righteous that keeps lending and keeps loving you when you don't pay them back. You'll never know what that feels like until you do it. Until you loan someone money and they walk past you every day. You will know then what it pays. If uh, if I gave you $1,000 and you say I'm going to pay you back and uh, uh, next week and then next week comes, you don't pay back a year, comes, passes, you don't pay it back. And then the person forgives you of it. Don't worry about it. You don't have to pay me back. Oh, thank you. And you move on. It didn't cost you anything. You inherited a thousand that you didn't have to really pay back. But the person lost a thousand and you wouldn't know what that's like until you lose a thousand and still love on them anyway. I would rather be on that side of the equation as the lender than the borrower because it's more blessing to give than it is to receive. Here's another passage out of Ecclesiastes chapter five, the wisdom of Solomon proverbs. You need to see a young, energetic woman that knows a lot about life. And she talks to us about this force called wisdom. Ecclesiastes is, um, an elderly woman. That's uh, bitter. She's gone through some things in her life. She's hurting. She had a few relationships. She thought, had her dreams high, was damaged. She really found out that the conclusion of the whole matter is to fear God and to keep his commandments. Because everything else is all vanity. And Job is an old man who goes through many struggles and trials. And when he turned his face off of his friends, speaking negatively to him and began to pray for his friends, God turned his captivity. Ecclesiastes is that elderly woman that has some scars. Never really had anyone to love her like she should, like she desired, but she's gained wisdom through it. She says, Ecclesiastes 5, when you make a vow to God, if you make a vow, if you say this is what I'm going to do, do not delay in fulfilling it. Scripture says he has no pleasure in fools. That's a foolish thing is to make a vow and don't measure up to it. And there's a lot of businesses that have been real kind to people over the years. And even preachers won't pay their vows. If you have anybody to do work for you, you need to pay them. Even if you have to go in debt, pay the vow. That's how you build momentum. Nobody will trust you if you don't pay your debt. One of the things about a good name and God has always honored this in this region is that when we do business as a church, we always do business with a strong shake and a pure heart. Glory to God with the intent of fulfilling our vow. And because of that, God has allowed us to have peace in the region. What does the Bible say about debt? Well, Proverbs 22 and 7 is on the screen shortly. Proverbs 22 and 7 will be on the screen shortly. Here it goes. The borrower is slave. The scripture says. The borrower is servant to the lender. That's pretty tough language. When you're in debt to another. You enter into a slave master relationship with your creditor. And there's a lot of people that are still slave. Well, I'm nobody's slave, really? Really? I hear chains every time you walk. Ching 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 ching. And this slavery don't care what color you are in America. Even corporations are in chains. After 3 weeks you got 244 years of slavery where you're able to pull from the backs of people all of that strength and all of that collateral all of that torque and you never pay them and you're able to pack away for generations billions of dollars and in three weeks. When you can't get your flow, you're the first standing in line. But you got a problem now with welfare recipients. But you're the business owners and got 244 years of making money and don't have to pay the right kind of dividends. And you're the first in line to say, give me money first. Who's really the slaves? The scripture says that the borrower is slave to the lender. And you can see how our society is upside down. America wants to say that capitalism is so good and our ways are so, but how much debt are we in as a nation? Any household that spent money the way we spend money as a nation would not survive. Any church that did what our government does would not survive. Any church that did what our Well, we wouldn't survive if the CEO or the pastor got a bonus for 400 million. Everybody be, ah, ah, I'm never going to that church, but you go to all of those businesses that do the same thing, but can't handle just a little prosperity with leaders. Oh my God. The leader of FEMA makes more money than pastors and they're paid by your tax dollars. Well, let me keep on teaching. God wants us to lend to others and not borrow. Look at Deuteronomy 15 and verse 6. God's heart is for you to be a lender and not a borrower. I decree and declare that there's some bankers who never really thought about it, but if you, you have the ability in the name of the Lord to start a bank, you have that ability. And you can pull people together to do so. You are supposed to be the lender and not the borrower. Begin to pray about that, that God bless you with so much resources that you can start, and you can begin to, to give out loans to people who qualify and make sure they get themselves together, but you can start helping minority businesses. During this season and this time, God wants more bankers, especially smaller bankers, to begin to rise up, and you have the resource, you have the ability to pull people together to make this happen. You will get paid, you will be blessed, and you'll help a whole lot of businesses get started. Deuteronomy chapter 15 and verse 6. Let's read it together. One, two. Ready, read. For the Lord thy God bless thee as he promised thee. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, but thou shalt not borrow. And thou shalt reign over many nations, but they shall not reign over thee. (coughs) Man, this is awesome. Look at the heart of our God for his people. God wants his people to be lenders. And if you're not a banker, he would like for you to be the one that can lend money to others. And not predator lending, but lend them money so they can get ahead. And they should, if they're believers, every person on the face of the earth should pay back anybody that lends you money. Matthew 5 and 42. Matthew 5 and 42. It says, give to him that asketh thee and from him that would borrow of thee turn not thou away so god wants you to be so prosperous in the abundant life that you can be the lender and not the borrower That's his dream for you. The Lord spoke to me that in eternity he's going to have, he's going to begin to lay out in front of every person who makes it in what he intended for you to do while on earth. You're going to say, Lord, I'm just so glad that I made it in. He's going to let me show you how far you fell short in that life, what I really had intended for you to accomplish. If you just follow my plan. If you did this when you were 22, like I tried to get you to go that way, but your flesh kicked in. And if you had done this and not that when you were 35, and if you had made this choice and not that choice, this is what I planned for you. I wanted you to own not only, I didn't want you to just own just a little place that you got, but I had a whole community that I want you to start. I wanted you to own Ohio. My God. I wanted you to have real estate like 400 acres in California, sitting on a gold mine. I wanted you to own some property in Texas, like uh, maybe a quarter of Houston, with oil rigs. But all you want to do is smoke reefer. And I'm preaching. People don't like me talking about the reefer thing. I think it's growing. (laughs) That cush feeling is amazing. But I'm coming down at you. It's messing up your brain cells, son. Daughter is messing up your brain cells. What the Bible does not say about money. First of all, the Bible doesn't say that money or debt is a sin. So if you're in debt, he didn't call you a sinner. He just says, if you don't pay back, you're wicked. Obviously, it's a sin not to pay back. But debt is not a sin. Like mentioned in the word of God, it is not God's best. But the Bible does not say that it is a sin. God can provide for his people through loans. And when it is a loan for your house or for a vehicle to get you back and forth to work, it's good debt. It's good debt. Now, there are people who would rather pay a dealer's bill than a house payment. But you need to make sure good debt is when you buy property, real estate, or home, and when you have a vehicle that's within your budget. You got to go back and forth to work. If you can catch a bus to work, do it. I walked for a year as a pastor. I didn't have a personal car for a year, and I didn't cry about it when I got up to preach. And I gave away a car that year. One of the young men in our church needed a vehicle. It was given to me. I had it fixed up, and I gave it to him. Free of charge. I've done that three times in my ministry. Three times. It's better to be the lender and not the borrower. And when I gave him the vehicle, I was walking. I never cried about it. Never hid my, held my head down. I believe God wanted me to walk, cause He was testing me to see will I have a good attitude. I was a prince while I was walking. I don't have to have a a nice vehicle to be a prince. I was a prince then. I had raggedy uh, uh, jeans on, hose and still walking like. A Because that stuff don't make me. And after a while, you begin to realize material things don't make you. Get your hair done now. Get your hair done. Get your hair done. (laughs) I can't tell the difference if you don't get your hair done. Get your hair done. Let me give you some biblical promises about debt. The way I look at it, Jesus came to set the captives free. He set them free from what? He set them free from the bondage of sin. We were slaves to sin until he set us free. So why in the world would he want you to be a slave to the lender? He came to set you free. He wants you to be free indeed. And many people can't worship God because the debt is crying. Bishop, you got the wrong message, man. People don't have a job. Listen to me. God is taking care of his people. God is taking care of his people. I'm not here to preach the problem. I'm here to preach solutions. And the solution is, even as he opens it up, you are not to do what you did before this pandemic hit. You are not to take credit cards and you're going to see companies forgiving debt. You're going to see companies saying you don't owe us nothing anymore. It is not for you to go and get the credit cards. Oh, I don't owe anything and go out and spend another thousand dollars. When God wipes it clean and you come down to ground zero, this ain't Disney. Stop acting like you got it made and really watch your spending. If you want to be set free, indeed, please make sure you're set free in your finances. Here it is, Deuteronomy 28 and 12. Again, the Lord will open for you his good storehouse. He will open up the heavens to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. I I decree that over your life That God is blessing the work of your hand. and You will be a lender and not a borrower. You will lend to nations and not have to borrow. That's his will for your life. Now you can fall short of it, but you need to know it. I'm supposed to be the lender. People are supposed to come to me and ask me, can I borrow something from you? That's how you're supposed to have so many resources, so much blessing on your life that they're asking to borrow from you. Not you having to ask to borrow from them. And you need to be wise when it comes to lending. Write it down. God does not keep us out of debt. You have a free will, a sovereign will yourself that God does not violate. And anybody, person, any person or demonic spirit that tries to bend your will or to make you feel guilty is not of God. It's demonic. It's called witchcraft. Everything you do, not only as a Christian, even in your marriage should be free will. Anybody trying to build your, bend your will is witchery. That's why you need to surrender your will to God in exchange for his will. He will not bend your will. He wants you to surrender your will in exchange for him. Drug use is about the hijack of your will. That's why it's witchcraft. Because what it does is once it get in, it bends your will to honor it more than you honor God and his system and it's witchcraft when you bend your will you'll spend more money in that you'll do that you'll create societies around it but when it comes to God and it's all clean atmosphere it's not as attractive to you that's why we must make sure that we surrender our will to him nothing in between that's when he gets the glory so God does not keep us out of debt You must manage that as a believer. As I close tonight, as stewards of money that he has entrusted us with, we have a free will to do with that money what we wish to do. You can choose to give it. You can choose to save it. You can choose to spend it. Last but not least, or even spend more than you have to spend. Let me say it again. You can choose, There's a lot. Of, I, I, I need more money. No, you need to watch your spending. If others had what you have, they would be able to do double what you do. But in your mind, you believe that you could spend anything you want and just go to boss and say, I want more. For what you do right now. For what's going on in the nation. You don't need more money. You need to manage what you have properly. So you can choose to give it. And there is laws concerning it. You can even spend it. You can save it. A portion of that is to invest it. Or you can give or spend more than you have to spend. And unfortunately, many people are there. This message is not to make you sad, but it is to awaken you to this dark virus that's creeping in your bank account. It's called the devourer of seed. You see it in Malachi, the book of Malachi. It says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your seed. And this devourer of your seed wants you to spend money that you don't have that's credit That's credit Credit cards I don't have the money but I got a credit and then you're not paying it on time and there's a demon called minimum payments it's a cycle that the enemy wants you in where you're only paying the minimum payment never paying on the principal and I told you some of the viruses this virus doesn't want you to open your, your portfolio up to your spouse to look at what you're doing don't want no one to get hot mad you violate my principles. To check the bank account? <laughs> Ooh, I love preaching. I violated your trust in a marriage by checking the bank account? By wanting to know what your credit score is? It's your character score. Get married. You should do a credit check. Let's get let's let's do uh uh creditkarma.com. I wanna know what kind of credit score you have. Well, I got, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I went through a few hard things. Uh, where is it at? I'm about 350. What? How you gonna take care of family at 350? I thought you made 50,000 a year. Wow. Wow, 350? You know how bad that is, a, a digital character score? That needs to come up. And if you just cut down the debt ratio, cut up those credit cards, start paying them off. Larry Burkett, who's long gone to be with the Lord, now Dave Ramsey, say if you take the, the smallest credit card first, cut it up, pay it off, then you take the money that you was paying to it once you pay it off and add it, the minimum payment, to, uh, the money that you was paying for it to the minimum payment that you were paying on the second largest bill, and you pay that off. Once you cut up the second credit card, then you take, you're not increasing debt no more. You're taking all of that and adding it to the third credit card. Pay the minimum payment on it plus the other two that you paid off add to it. You pay it off in record time. Then you take all four and add it to the fourth credit card, the fifth credit card. Then take all five and add it to the sixth credit card. And then take all six and add it to the seventh credit card. Next thing you know, you're out of credit card debt and your credit score will start doing like this. Boom, boom, boom. Within a year, you're ready to buy a house. Whoa, I didn't know it was possible. Well, God said all things are possible to those who kill debt. I want God to bless me. Pray, Bishop, that God bless me. Well, I'm going to pray, but I'm also giving you some instruction. This is what you need to do over the next year. And about this time next year, you won't be crying no more. God is after stewardship. Good stewards make sure the debt ratio is low. This is a virus that I had to bring to you because it's plaguing our society. How can great businesses like Boeing go under when you've had billions of dollars you've made? And you've bought islands. And you can't handle three weeks of no flights. You should be able to pay your employees and still fly for three weeks. If this is true, and I believe I'm taking the pulse of the nation, we're in bad shape. We're in ICU as a nation if it relates to financial stability. And so I'm praying that God would take the church Get the church. It is okay to lend when we're doing the work of God, but we don't go in chronic debt. And all of our members should be supporters of the work of God. If every member just carried their load, you wouldn't have any problem with the church because the weight of the church isn't heavy when all of us come underneath it. It's only when there's 20% giving that we have a struggle. The power of one. One plus one equals what? Two. The power of one. Two plus one equal what? Three. The power of one. Three plus one equal what? Four. Glory to God. The power of one. But think about this. The power of one is shown. One plus one equals two. And the two go and get one. The two get one, now we have four. But when the four get one, we have 8 and when the 8 each 8 get 1 what do we have? 16 and when the 16 get 1 we have 32 notice you only got 1 you only got 1 it wasn't like you had to get 8 you only added 1 look what happens when all of us each one of us understand the power of 1 just do your part just do your part. You've only to get to 32. You've only gave, given four. But collectively we've made 32. I can keep going with the power of one. What if it was the power of 10? Think about how powerful that would be. Every other creditor, every bank, every company is looking to get your ten. Walmart is very skilled because you go to get toothpaste, but they got it packaged. You get a break if you get eight of them. Because they're after your 10. They want you to leave the store paying 10 times what you intended to spend. That's the philosophy. And what do we do? We buy into it. God has been talking about 10 forever. And spiritually, if you learn how to work with God financially, there's some things he would inoculate you from if you gave him the 10 first because you would budget better. You would look at that and say, I don't need a Big Mac. I don't need a Big Mac. I can just get a ham sandwich when I'm home. Still fill the void and drink a glass of water. Only get a Big Mac once a month. Not every day. You spend now... $10 $10 for one person at Big Mac, at, at McDonald's. You got a family of four, that's 50. If you spent $50 at Publix, what could you buy? At least a chicken. Each body got, every person got a piece of chicken and a little macaroni and cheese and a vegetable. And you could probably do five of those versus one meal. That's what happens when you start budgeting your money. Years ago, I've seen young preachers, young preachers, 18, 19, musicians hanging out at dinners, sitting back, laid back, Monday morning. Well, I'm a full-time musician. Yeah. Okay. 18 years old, I said, son, you need to get a job. What do you mean? Well, you'll then begin to understand how people pay you versus sitting back saying, y'all should honor me. What are you contributing? These are 18-year-olds, 18-year-olds, never had a a stable job, never went and worked for nobody. Don't have a clue about that. But when you begin to put things in place, you have more of an appreciation when somebody give you the 10. And you'll never, ever, ever act like you're all that in a bag of chips when you hold down a job like they do. Some of those same guys right now wish they did what I asked them to do because there's a character that you'll receive when you do that that you will not get if you lay back and I guarantee you your debt ratio is at a whole nother level and I'm speaking to minstrels around the country the way things have been done will not be done like that anymore even if what I say bothers you you got a problem especially if you work with a church if you don't like what I'm saying you got a problem you need to get your head together. Amen. Laid back too much, can't receive no instruction. I'm out of here. I'm out of. I'm doing what I need to do. Won't sit up under the word. You need to get your head together, because all of us have to come to the shackle. All of us have to come to the. I have to abide. I can't sit back there and spend the way I want to spend and say the church will just make it up for me. I have to do some things, put it decently and in order. Y'all understand that. So this is how it works. I deal with people all over the country. I get pastors calling me all of the time. How do you do this? How do you do that? I said, I have sons and daughters working with me. People that don't want to work at all want big dollars. It ain't right. And it's not good in a church. Can the church say amen? Amen. So you need to go to your pastor if you're watching me and ask him for forgiveness. If you got that attitude. I'm about to pray. I believe God. To grace you and I with the grace and the message for the moment. And if you believe God to touch your finances, I want you to pray this prayer with me. He's going to give you the strength to function in the flow during this time. He's going to give you the temperament and the disposition to look at where you are right now. And begin to put things in their proper place. This virus is choking out the wealth of the church. We've gone in debt with the society we can't support the work of God and this is not a a we need message I'm just believing God that he spoke to my heart that I need to preach on death God is sustaining the work here it's amazing what he's doing but I believe that God wants us to go to another level and he can do that he'll call you to prosper during a pandemic for many he's doing it now I'm going to pray and I just want you to agree with me Father We stand as humble as we know how. And Father, all of us are in need of instruction. Many of us have not done well with our resources. We have not spent right. We have the choices to give, to save, to spend, and then to spend even beyond our means. And Father, I would ask that you would touch every person. There is a sense of repentance here. So forgive us of our lack of being disciplined with regard to our gifts. I give you praise that your king we submit to your rule. I decree and declare that a sensitivity to stewardship would rest upon the body of Christ. That business owners that are good stewards, you would prosper them even now. Father I thank you that people that have a heart for the kingdom would rise. You told me that there's 7,000 that have not bowed their knee to bail. They are supporters of the work of God. I thank you, God, for the $1,000, the $10,000 seed, the $100,000 seed. I decree and declare it coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. A million-dollar seed into the kingdom of God. Father, I decree it and declare it. You told me that I now possess a gate, that from this gate, as Jacob was able to talk to you, that I can talk to you as well. And father i decree as jacob decreed, if you bless me and bring me back to this place then i'm gonna bless you and father i decree on behalf of your people a manifold blessing the grace to prosper even during a pandemic i give you praise for lifting up their heads i thank you for divine debt cancellation in the name of the lord credit card debt being white clean I decree credit card debt supernaturally being wiped clean. I thank you for creditors saying, you know what? We're going to cancel a portion of your debt. But I mean, a large portion. Can you pay this now? I hear it happening, Father. I decree that. Father, I give you praise. Hallelujah. That some people are going to wake up and say someone paid your debt. We don't know why, but it's at zero. I give you praise for touching that. I don't pray that you remove the entire mountain for everybody. Some of us need to pay something back. that will never ever fall father into this rut again. So I pray that you don't remove every mountain. But give us hinds feet to climb. And Lord don't take away the stumbling block. But lead us around. As long as you're with us. If you lead us in the valley we're there. If you lead us to the mountaintop. And you're with us father. We thank you for the mountaintop. And so I thank you father. That debt ratio would decrease that assets would increase in the name of the Lord Jesus and God the weight on our shoulders that don't allow us to praise would be lifted and even as this pandemic father is dealt with we still have a long way to go the nation is not operating in wisdom but father I thank you for protecting your people I pray that you would inoculate every person in the name of the Lord Jesus and we give you praise for that in Jesus name Amen. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'd like to hear about the uh, the miracles when God allows you to experience what I decree. I want you to write it down and send it to us. I want you to let me know. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation 1. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.